God bless you all. This is Dave from the Resurrection Center, and we're going to talk about a great topic about the power of the tongue. Uh, our agenda is words have power. That's the first item. That means words that can produce results. We'll talk about those kinds of results. We'll talk about hurting words. These are words that cause pain. We'll talk about gossip and rumors, weapons to never use. Notice I said the words weapons. We'll talk about all about wisdom. Uh, this is knowledge from experience. We'll be discussing speaking life. In, uh, these are words uh, that give life in the positive. We'll talk about manipulative words. These are choice deceptive words. Uh, we'll learn to watch what you say. This is about being careful of what you say. And we'll uh, learn about ways to use better. Uh, these, this is a, a way to speak better. So what does that all mean? We'll talk about the abuse the abuse of power of words that include hurting words from the manipulation caused by gossip and rumors. That's an example of what we'll talk about. We'll also learn about the wise use of words that can speak life into a situation using better choice words. We will talk about the power of the tongue. Words have power. See, science teaches us that words have power. See, for example, bright light travels faster than sound. See, bright light travels faster than sound. See, it's, it's physics. It's like thunder. You see the flash, then you hear the sound. It's physics. Bright light travels faster than sound, right? You got that? Bright light travels faster than sound. Now listen up. Check this out. That's why certain people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> see, it's all physics. That's, that's why when someone tells me how smart I am, <laughs> that's when I stop talking. <laughs> so who has good words and who spits words? Who spits words? The best leaders are in front with good words. Those who follow spit words. So what does that mean? If, if someone is spitting behind you, it means you're in front. What's behind you isn't good, but it but is not your problem. It's like driving a car. You focus on what's ahead. What is behind you is nothing for you to worry about. If you get rear-ended, then they are accountable. If you get spit from behind, they are accountable. It's not for you to worry about. Now let's talk about false intentions that come from deception and manipulation resulting from selfishness. See, wise people in front say smart things like, the best way to get back on your feet is to miss a car payment. <laughs> it's funny, but giving hope with false intentions. We can watch out for that. False intentions come from deception, manipulation, resulting from selfishness. When you say something, you say words. Doesn't that sound brilliant? When you say something, you say words. If there were no such thing as words, we would have a difficult time expressing our thoughts and feelings. The most important thing about words is the way we use them. We can use them the right way and the wrong way. So number one, words can hurt. They can cause emotional pain. Words can heal. They can be consoling. Words can curse. They can be diabolical. Words can bless. They can be driven by the Holy Spirit. And words can create. They can make dreams come true. Okay, In the Bible, Solomon was right when he declared, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's in Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21.
Your words can either speak life or your words can speak death. Our tongues can build others up or they can tear them down. Think about it. An unchecked fire doubles in size every minute. The tongue can do the same damage. Jesus stated, this is what Jesus said, What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. You can see more in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 through 20. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. See, we learn also in Matthew 15, 11, words have great power to bless and curse. Jesus said that a man is not made unclean by what goes into his mouth, but what comes out of it. And that's in Matthew chapter 15, verse 11. And James says, whoever can control his tongue could be perfect in every way. And that's in James chapter 3, verse 2. James also says, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And that's in James chapter 3, verse 8. You see, words have power. They can destroy and create. We can choose to use this force with the words of encouragement or of despair. What we say can be good or bad, smart or stupid, intelligent or ignorant. Words have energy and the power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to be humble. A lot of H's there. No matter what language you speak, words are one of the many ways we communicate our thoughts, ideas, biases, and beliefs. They can help us get our point across, help us express our emotions, and ultimately help us get our way. Words existed in the beginning of time. The Bible says a lot about words, such as in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. I'll read it. Here it is, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. And the scripture reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, words are very powerful. God, the creator of everything in existence, created all things using his very words. We find our strength and hope in the truth of his word. His promises encourage us. His commands empower and direct us. And his encouragement keeps us going. God's words are powerful. And if you were made in his image, then you should realize that your words have some power in them too. Words are the most powerful force available to humanity. Words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. The words we choose and how we use them can build others up or tear them down and bring the community together.
Words have an impact. We call that a vibration. The vibration of good words has a positive effect of our world, whereas the vibration from negative words has the power to destroy. We all know that words have an enormous influence on the way we think and feel, and that things generally go more smoothly when positive words are used. We say actions speak louder than words, but let's think for a moment about the power of words actually have. With words, you can influence someone into thinking of something. It is the way we communicate and learn. Words can allow someone to take over your mind completely. Actions can only force you to do something out of fear. Think about it. Ideas put into words can start wars. It is our words that provide a bold affirmation of our innermost thoughts. Our innermost thoughts come from our hearts, processed in our minds, and then spoken. When we complain about a lot in our life, speak anxiously, or use hateful words, we usually do so from a place of fear, and that's from our heart. Now, let's talk about hurting words. Let's talk about hurting words. It starts from the heart, goes to the head, and explodes out of the mouth. I'll say that again. It starts from the heart, goes to the head to be processed, and explodes out of the mouth. And it looks like rumors, gossip, disrespect, manipulation by opinion or something else, and deception through self-interest. Hurting words starts from the heart, goes to the head, and explodes out of the mouth. Hurtful words cause someone pain, and it is easier to point out even the cause of your anguish. But words that were never meant or words that we have thoughtlessly put out there may give someone a different type of torment. They may cause someone to question oneself if they are not good enough to be worthy of the words they were initially said. They may cause someone to look back and ask, did I do something wrong? What could I have done differently? They may cause someone to think hard, try to be better, and sooner or later learn not to trust. But as sincere as you can, try not to say things that we do not mean just for the sake of saying them. Be true to your word and try to stand by your promise, because words are not as simple as a double-edged sword where there is a clear side of good or bad. False tongues come from witchcraft. Long ago, when men cursed and beat the ground with sticks, it was called witchcraft. Today, it's called golf. <laughs> we have to discern where the cursing is coming from. Is it witchcraft or is it golf? We must make use of discernment taught to us by the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about gossip and rumors. Words from gossip and rumors can cause deep wounds and leave hurtful scars on the mind and heart, and it's often a long road to forgiveness and emotional freedom. The negative words come in different formats. Here are the different formats that the negative words come from. Opinions without facts. Agendas that are hidden. Words of bad choice. I'll say that again. Here are the negative words that come in different formats. Opinion without facts, agendas that are hidden, and words of bad choice. Now, let's break down the difference between rumors and gossip. I'll talk about rumors and gossip, okay? 
Uh, rumors are unverified pieces of information. They're often involving in speculation. It's unknown if the information is true, and it may change slightly if retold. And usually it's not harmful to other people. Now, here's what gossip is. Gossip is a little different. Usually it's some sort of juicy or scandalous story. It is hurtful to another person. It's unknown if the information is true. Usually it involves things that are not discussed publicly, so more of a private issue. It may humiliate the person it's about because it's a private issue. When people feel bad about themselves, they sometimes will target other people with gossip or rumors to try to make themselves feel better or more superior. As a result, they talk about themselves as a way to deflect attention from themselves. It is done through gossip and rumors. They do this for a variety of reasons. Number one, to feel accepted. Number two, to get attention. Number three, to gain power. Number four, to get revenge. Number five, to relieve boredom. Or number six, some other reason. None of, it, of them are good reasons. See, gossip is shared by the misinformed, who often sound like fools while creating drama and disorder. These kinds of people start a conversation with, I shouldn't be telling you this, but... <laughs> There's a quote that says, the one who always insisted that they don't want drama is often involved in drama. People who try to destroy with rumors are destroying their own reputation. They are like crickets. They chirp all day, and when you walk by them, they're quiet. <laughs> Ignorance is judging someone from the rumors that you hear and believe. Stupidity is spreading those rumors, thinking you will come out a better person. Listen carefully to how a person speaks about other people to you. This is how they will speak about you to other people. Let's talk about manipulative words. Wrong perception is deception by manipulative words. It's easy to say something and be perceived in the wrong way. That's where the danger exists. This wrong perception can generate the wrong feelings. Those feelings are fear, intimidation, and jealousy. I'll say that again. Those feelings are fear, intimidation, and jealousy. Wrong perceptions can, number one, make people afraid of you exposing them. Number two, make people intimidated by your success. And number three, make people jealous of what you have. He who angers you controls you. I'll say that again. He who angers you controls you. Anger comes from receiving deception through manipulation through selfishness. Anger comes from receiving deception through manipulation through selfishness. Will you let a selfish person control you? Really? Selfish people speak with gossip and rumors. Who controls you? Do they gossip? Do they spread rumors? Gossip and rumors come from people who are intimidated by you overpowering them because they see God in you, jealous of having what they don't have, or fear that you expose their sins and shortcomings. Don't let people control you through their anger resulting from gossip and rumors. Talk is talk, and if it is no benefit, then it is not worthy of a response. 
Now let's talk all about wisdom. Wisdom has two parts, having a lot to say or not saying it. For me, saying something has gotten me into trouble. Not saying something has never got me into trouble. Think about it. There is a time to speak and a time not to speak. It is wise sometimes not to speak. Never give the devil a ride. He will always want to drive. <laughs> Be careful to know when to speak and when not to speak. Let's talk about speaking life, speaking life. What you speak over your life is what your life will become. Every time you speak negatively over your life, your life gets a little more negative. Every time you speak strength into your life, your life gets a little stronger. Remember, words start from the heart, processed in the mind, and then spoken. Again, words start from the heart, processed in the mind, and then spoken. The battle in the mind, the battle in the mind takes us it takes what's in the heart and twists it differently in the mouth. What did your mind do? Does your mind focus on the gossip? Does it focus on rumor? Does it focus on deception? Does it focus on manipulation? Is it caused by jealousy? Is it caused by pride? Is it caused by fear? Is it caused by intimidation? You must speak your dreams into existence. And more than just speaking them, you must believe and trust those blessings are coming. Instead of saying, I don't know how to do it, say, I'm committed to learn how to do it. Instead of saying, my best days are behind me, say, my best days are yet to come. They're in front of me. What you speak over your life is what your life will become. If you're always talking about how you're stuck where you are, thinking of how you can't find a way out of a situation you're in, how you never get any luck, or how you'll never be wealthy. Well, you're right if that's how you think. You'll never have those things if that's what you say and that's what you believe. If you don't believe it, you won't even try to get it. Every time you speak negatively over your life, your life gets a little more negative. Every time you speak strength into your life, your life gets a little stronger. Every time you speak something over your, yourself, that belief grows stronger in your life. Soon it becomes who you are. Words matter, so be very careful with your words. You must speak your dreams into existence. And more than just speaking them, you must believe and trust those blessings are coming. Instead of saying, I don't know how to do it, say, I'm committed to learn how to do it. Instead of, I always procrastinate and never get anything done, say, I'm going to find something that matters to me more than anything and when I'm going to get the job done. Instead of saying, I'm a failure, say, I failed, I've learned the lesson and blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, my best days are behind me, say, my best days are yet to come. So let's talk about what you say. Be careful with your words. Once they are said, they can only be forgiven and not forgotten. Once you release a word from your mouth, there's no taking them back. You can be sorry for the hurtful words you said to your mom or to the lies you uttered to your wife. But the truth is that even if they forgive you, the damage is done. You've already hurt them 
and displease God. And you can't undo that except under repentance. The Bible says that all of us will give an account for every idle word we speak. The Lord Jesus himself said that our words will either acquit us or condemn us. And you can see this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, I should say Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 through 37. And I'll read Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 through 37. And the scripture reads, But I tell you that everyone will give to account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. And again, that's in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 through 37. While it's true that actions often speak louder than words, our words still speak very loudly. Kids are constantly listening to what we tell them even when we feel they haven't heard a word we said. Be careful. Be careful what you say to and around them. You never know what they are picking up. Kids have a funny way of reminding you of something you said days, weeks, months, or even years later. They will talk about what you said at a, uh, at a halftime of a game 10 years ago, and you will not even recall saying what, you, what they tell you that you said. Children learn many things in a variety of manners, from teachers and coaches in their lives. We need to constantly be considering our words, our tone, and our body language when we are communicating with young people in our lives. We are not only giving them a message for the moment in which we are speaking to them, we are also instilling in them the ways that they will communicate with others as they make their way through life. Never forget there is a great power in your words. There are three kinds of messages. Three kinds of messages. There are three kinds of messages. The other issue is that there are three different types of messages that we're going to be talking about. Number one, it's the your intended message. What did you intend to say? Number two, the actual message. See, it's not the same as the intended message. And then the finally, number three, the received message by the other person. So it's the intended message, the actual message, and the received message. With twisted words, the intended, actual, and received messages are not the same. Did you hear me say twisted words? These three messages can end up being quite different from each other. I might know what I'm trying to say. However, my words might come out different than the way I am thinking it. The person to whom I speak it filters the message through his or, own, his or her own ideas to determine what was meant. My intention might be quite different from the final perceived message of the person to whom I spoke. Or I may have intended a message for one person, but there were others who picked up a completely different message who happened to be in the area. Let's talk about how to use words better. How can we use words better? Try to avoid using the word try. Try is one of those wishy-washy words with a limited meaning. People say, I'll try to get it finished by blah, blah, blah. I'll try to catch up with you on Saturday. Whenever I hear someone say this, or even myself, then I know uh, that they're not serious about it, and it's probably not going to happen. It's kind of like, uh, I'll try to go to church. <laughs> Make a clearer commitment instead of saying, I'll have it done by. I'm free at this time, and I can meet you then. Or if need be, I can promise anything, but I will do, I will do my best to blah, blah, blah. Um, let's 
talk about avoid using the word wish. Wishing is sitting on your couch daydreaming, waiting for your lotto ball to drop or the fairy godmother to appear. Wish removes yourself from the equation, tells you all you have to do is rely on the powers to be, the fictitious powers to be. Change wish to I will, I am, or I'm determined, or I deserve, or I desire. Let's talk about the word uh, about saying I am. We have to be careful about that. Uh, be careful about how you use the term I am to define who you are. That's um, not I'm going to, but I'm saying I am uh, in, to define who you are. For example, you're not angry. You're not depressed. You are not happy. All of these things are temporary emotions that come and go. If you define yourself as being this way, then that identity will have a tendency to stick and what will follow will be excuses such as, I can't do this because I'm depressed. There's nothing I can do about it. This is who I am. A better way to say it is, I feel angry. I feel depressed. Not that I am angry or I am depressed. So let's now talk about the word if. How many times do you mutter if? If I can get that promotion, then. If the money arrives, then. See, the problem with the word if, it always presents the element of doubt. Doubt and insecurity don't bring you what you want. Certainty and confidence does. So instead of saying if, simply make it it. When, when I get the new job. When signals that you are serious and committed and you believe that you deserve that what you deserve is on its way to you. Let's talk about the word should. Again, a wishy-washy promise word. I should call my mother more. I should go to the gym tonight. I should go to church. Should is a rife with feelings of guilt and complacency. You know you are never going to do it, and by somehow saying that you recognize you should makes you feel better. It doesn't really. The only thing that makes you feel better is doing it should be turned into I will or I am going to. Let's talk about the words I can't. I can't. As soon as your brain hears you say the word can't, it goes on a holiday vacation. It shuts down and celebrates because it no longer has to find a way to do it. I can try means that you open up a creative space for learning and exploring that may just bring you new ways of thinking and doing. So what did we talk about today? What was our agenda today? We talked about that words have power. We talked about hurting words. We talked about gossip and rumors. We talked about all about wisdom. We talked about speaking life. We talked about manipulative words. We, we discussed how, how you watch what you say. And we talked about how to use words better. These were the things we talked about. Let's take a moment and pray. Dear Lord, Help me to choose my words with wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Help us speak life into my friends, family, and coworkers around me today. Let us be a source of encouragement instead of discouragement. Let us be a, of hope guided through the Holy Spirit instead of hurt. Let us be of love rather than pain. Give us the strength to carry out my day with good words. We thank you for your favor and provision in your teachings. You, Lord, are our God, and we exalt you. We bless your holy name. Amen. My name is David, and this is the Resurrection Center.